Gangsters, what's up guys? And away we go. Frankie, there's two weeks left in 2023, and we are back for our first podcast of the year. Let's go. The it strike is, our, is over. It is. It, that's right. It is the strike's fault. That's why we didn't get together. Excellent save there. It is our annual best of podcast. I look forward to this every single year. Uh, but first, let me introduce our esteemed guest. Uh, he's been on... I would say maybe 50 to 75% of our Stream Beat podcast. He's the unofficial <laughs> third member of Stream Beat. Ladies and gentlemen, Alfonso Jack. What's up? I'm so ready for this. I've had my Jack, list I'm, ready to go. I'm so excited you're here. Obviously, we can't do Stream Beat podcast without my uh, my co-founder and good friend, Mr. Frankie G. But no offense, Frankie, as much as I'm looking forward to your list and, you know, Love is Island Brazil, wow. Love is Island uh, Portugal, <laughs> Love is Island uh, China, as much as I'm looking forward to all that, I need a Jack here just to have some type of variety, make sure we get in some good shows, but... I'm not putting down any of your uh, reality shows because I'm sure they're going to be on my list somewhere. Spoiler alert. I love how you combine, combine that love is blind and love island together. Love is island. Love is island. <laughs> you got that, right? You got that. Yes. We're complaining let's about call my the, reality show Let's takes. call up one of the streamers because that's actually a great idea. Love, love is blind on an island. Let's do that. Um, let's okay. Do so for those that don't know, our best of every single year. We talk about the best shows that have been streaming on any platform. Now we will list the platform because we like to take an unofficial tally of which streaming service uh, we think holds the title for best of the year. But mainly this is going to be our personal favorites from 2023. Now here are the rules. The season needs to be wrapped. That means that the entire season aired in 2023 or, you know, streamed in 2023 um, we are not going to be listing movies just to make the list a little bit easier and more digestible. It gets a little complicated when you throw in movies. Well, this one had a theatrical release. This one was released on Netflix. So just to make it easier for all of us, these are only shows and specials streamed in 2023. Now, as always, getting it down to 10 is very complicated. I know Jack and I had a conversation prior to the show that my numbers 10 through 20 could be in any single order and could even slip into the first half of our top 10. So we're each going to list, before we get into our top 10, just a couple of honorable mentions. These just missed our top 10, but we still think that they are worthy of being mentioned. And we want you, the listener, to use this time off during the holidays to go back and maybe catch up on something you missed. So I'm going to be starting with our guest, Mr. Alfonso Jack. Jack, before we get into the top 10, just give me a couple of honorable mentions. What did you love this year that just missed out on your list, but is still worth going back to watch? Yeah, um, I'm going to give you a couple here. One of them's a movie, um, 
Defending My Life, the Albert Brooks documentary uh, made by Rob Reiner. It's just a sit down with them. And then it's an overview of his career. Personally, I think Albert Brooks, my favorite filmmaker, funniest guy ever, in my opinion. And it's not like the most amazing documentary, but it's it's about Albert Brooks and it's got a lot of his funniest bits. And then I'll just say Invincible would be my number one if it got a chance to finish. That's my favorite show on TV right now. Um, There was so much time between season one and two that I read all the comics and I'm so excited for the direction they're heading with season two. And then this you'll both be happy. You'll both be happy to know that I have used the last week to kind of catch up on shows and Invincible is one of them. So I just started season two last night. Yeah. You guys were right. The show's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, And then I'll just say, not on a streamer, but I just have to shout it out because we're not doing a movies episode. Mm-hmm. Godzilla minus one, best movie of the year. Go see it in IMAX, loudest theater you can. It's incredible. There's no way it's better than Megan. I'm sorry. I look. I love Megan. You, you've got an M3 Gun Stan and me. I love that movie. If we were doing a movies podcast, that would be 30 minutes right there. That was you know, one of the most fun times I've had at the movies. I'm pitching an idea for a podcast, best movie of the year to watch while high. And Megan was absolutely <laughs> right. wrapping this one up and we're clicking record on an Instagram. <laughs> Megan was the best movie of the year while high. Oh my God, I've never laughed so hard. Uh, spoiler alert, she breaks down to full song, not even like a verse. She sings the chorus and then goes to verse two. And it's the cringiest and funniest fucking thing it's I've ever so seen. Beautiful. It's come out on the movie it's now. A hilarious know. fucking movie. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a great list, Jack. Uh, I, I haven't caught up on Invincible, but I'm very excited to. It's a great show. Frankie, I started that because of you. You were raving about it so hard in our chat. I was like, all right, if, if he's this adamant about how good it is, I have to give it a shot. And, and to your credit, yeah, I mean, it took me a couple episodes to get into it just yeah. because. I have a personal thing with animation. It's very hit or miss for me. But gotcha. but storyline-wise, uh, it's really fun. And I love hearing all of the guest actors and trying to figure out who it is from their voice. <laughs> it's like a fun little game for me while I watch. Oh, the voice acting is phenomenal. What a, what a cast. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah, incredible. So excellent list, Jack. I love those honorable mentions. Frankie, you're up. Hit me with some of your uh, HMs. Here we go. It's a, a, a very weak list of HMs this year. A lot of disappointment for me. Black Mirror... Came on back on the scene. I did not enjoy this season as much as I wanted to. The supernatural elements lost me. Uh, those episodes lost me. They had a very strong opening with the Netflix episode. Uh, yeah. Then the rest of the season was pretty hit or miss. Uh, Perfect match was pretty strong. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Now we're getting the, into the it. The group chat was fucking humming <laughs> for that season. Uh, I just unfortunately did not make the, the top 10. Uh, Ultimatum Queer Love. Hit or miss too. I um I I thought the 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 people they chose were too many unlikable people. You need to be able to root for some of these fucking people, even yeah. even if they're toxic. They did yeah. not. They just picked toxic people that were not root. Uh, craziest uh, reunion. Somebody got arrested. That that's one of the Spoiler best alert. ultimate um uh, reunions they've had. Love is blind. Holy shit! Awful. I mean, season. I'm surprised I even made your honorable mention list because we had a whole other conversation about it. How disappointing was Love is Blind this year? Now, I will say Love is Blind Brazil, and I know I put this in our yeah. group chat for you. That one kicked <laughs> ass. 
If you can go back and watch <laughs> Love is Blind Brazil, that one was the best one of the year. But Love is Blind America, I agree. It was just not a good season. Weak. Just weak. N nobody likable. The casting was awful. The casting's been awful on a few of these shows. Perfect match, the exception, but they've already is just recycling the, the people they've already used. And Shout I'm gonna, Joey. you know, Moose, I know I know you, you don't like uh animation and anime and stuff, but I, I gotta give a shout out to Attack on Titan. Uh, okay. on Hulu. It's been, you know, one of the most hyped up uh, animated shows. Uh, not very controversial last season, uh, but I, I thought it was enjoyable overall. And uh, I, I think I, I needed to mention it in the honorable mention. Love is Blind, by the way, that was my dishonorable mention. I just wanted to <laughs> fucking rip that show this year because, oh my God, Moose, we, we've been able to enjoy every season. We couldn't even enjoy this shit. It, it, honestly, there was not a single person that I enjoyed watching or like rooting against. Like there was just nothing about no. this year's Love is Blind that hooked me. Now, again, Love is Blind Brazil. Go back and watch <laughs> it. So good. So good. There was a uh, there was an, an episode. Uh, I think it was like episode three of Love is Blind. Moose texted me and he goes, this girl getting pregnant was the worst thing that ever happened to Love is Blind. <laughs> <laughs> it, it tanked it tanked the season and you know the producers felt the exact same way they're like oh it's over for us now it's over it's so Frankie, i'm a little pissed you've like Why? wrecked my list because i completely forgot perfect match came out this year i'm gonna have to readjust my whole list that might be my number one i don't know if i've ever had that much fun watching a reality show i loved that show black it was mirror so great. i think there were like two good episodes i really liked yeah. the 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 Sama name, Aaron Paul episode yes, was really good. Was good. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. And then I, I liked the one kind of with um with our girl, Myhala Harold from Industry Moose, mm. the one where they're doing mm. the documentary about she's, the small British town. She's, she's great. She's having a I moment, by the way. She, yeah. She's had so <laughs> many wonderful performances this year. Yeah, the yeah, Supernatural episodes, like, it just didn't feel like they – really could find their like i enjoyed that that episode uh on the the small british town uh, that you mentioned jack um but it was just like i i it felt like they forgot w their roots a little bit and i it came way too out of nowhere i i liked We're the more technological yeah. warnings and stuff like th that kind of stuff was was way it like that's their footing that's where they're, yeah. they're they strive at and jack you know i'm actually really glad that you said uh, there was two episodes of Black Mirror that I liked because I was having that struggle as I was making this list. I kept having to remind myself, it's not best episode of the year. Right. It's it's the best season or the best you know ensemble of that year because if we were to do a best episode list, then my top ten is completely different. Yeah. You know, there's there's probably shows that I don't even have on my top ten that would maybe be in the conversation for best episode of the year. Jack, but we're just got a top five of perfect match. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> but we're just doing seasons. Now, before I get into my list, I'm going to hit you with a few honorable mentions for me. The first two that I want to mention, these were going back and forth with being in my top 10, literally up until last night. So I really wanted to make sure I gave it some love project green light and winning time, both on HBO. Uh, for those that don't know, project green light is like, I think one of the coolest reality shows ever, essentially, they pick a director and they give them their first job as directing a motion picture. And you watch them go through every single phase of that. And it's a really, really cool behind the scenes look of how a project gets made. 
HBO has been doing it for a number of years. Originally, it was with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. This year, it was with Issa Rae's crew, uh, oh. her production company. Um, it was just a phenomenal season. I highly recommend it for anybody that loves that background stuff. Winning time, as we all know, especially as a Miami Heat fan, how can I not love the performance by Adrian Brody as Pat Riley? I thought some of the episodes were just spectacularly shot. I love the vision of it. Unfortunately, it's not coming back. They This, this will be the, the final season and the way that we leave it. But for anybody that didn't see it, I thought Winning Time Season 2 was 10 times better than the first season. And I happen to enjoy both of them. Uh, a couple of other ones I want to quickly mention. Hijack on Apple. Uh, it's, you know, who doesn't love Hijack? It's very much a formulaic uh, show, if you will. But if you're going to sit down with your family and eat a quick binge, I think watching Idris Elba for eight episodes just be Idris Elba on a plane is a great watch. It was just really entertaining. Uh, Big Mouth is an animated show that I love every <laughs> single year. I thought this season was spectacular, so I wanted to give it some love. And my final one, outside of John Mulaney's Baby J special, because I always like to throw in a comedy special for everyone, okay. uh, Gen V, which I'm sure will maybe be on, on Frankie's list. Uh, but I really loved that first season. I thought it was a an excellent spinoff of the boys. It is exactly what you want from a spinoff. It has the DNA of the original show, but it develops its own unique characters and a really interesting storyline. So if you have the time and you haven't seen any of these shows, I highly recommend it. Uh, I, I big mouth. I did. I haven't finished that season yet. So I, I want to finish it before I put it on the list. Um, I actually haven't watched the boys or Gen V at all. Um, oh, that's surprising. That's totally yeah. up your alley. Yeah, it's it's definitely something I want to get into. Um, I do want to uh, give a shout out that now that you mentioned a comedy special, I did want to shout out uh, Ralph Barbosa, Cowabunga on Netflix. Very okay. good first special for him. Uh, he's a um, a young guy from a local guy from Texas that uh, I saw a lot of social media hype about him. Seen some clips on him. He's pretty funny. Um, yeah, a very good strong special for for a debut. Uh, great shout out for him. He's uh, he's a pretty good talented young guy. Uh, from uh, Dallas, I think. Awesome. And just to kind of match Jack on his movie honorable mentions, I do have three that I wanted to list off for anybody that has the time to watch them. Uh, Leave the World Behind on Netflix. I watched it last week and mm. I loved it. I haven't been able to get it out of my head. That's on my actually. list, yeah. There's, there's mm. a lot of really amazing moments and the story itself is completely unique to anything I've seen. I just really, really recommend it. It's a very, very cool movie by Sam Ismael. And if you like uh, Mr. Robot, it has a lot of that same feel. Uh, Blackberry was a lot of fun. I know that AMC tried to break it up into three pieces and play it on TV. Please don't do that. The, mo <laughs> the, the movie's a min uh, an hour and 20 minutes, okay? It's an easy, digestible binge, and it's really funny, so highly recommend it. And for a documentary, this was my film of the year, still a Michael J. Fox movie on Apple TV. When I tell you the amount of times I cried watching that movie, uh, you, you get to see Michael J. Fox in his day-to-day -day life, how Parkinson's has affected him. Um, it's a heavy watch, but if you have the time, it, it's really a beautiful story. I really wanted you to follow that up with, I didn't cry at all. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> No, man. Michael J. Fox, that, that movie hit me hard. Uh, you know, obviously Parkinson's is something you yeah. never, you know, it's, it's a difficult just to even talk about, but to see him struggle with it on a daily basis and the way that he smiles and just goes through his day dealing with it. Um, it's really inspirational. So it's a great watch for anybody.
No, now that right. we got those honorable mentions out of the way because we are strapped with time here, let's get <laughs> straight into our rankings. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do it in groups of three. So we'll go around. Everybody list their 10, 9, 8, and then we can kind of do a quick discussion on it, and then we'll move on to the next group of three if that's uh, if that's co- uh, good with everybody. Uh, we started off previously with Jack. Frankie, I want to start off with you because I always love how how crazy your lists are, and I always feel like the 10, 9, 8, are actually the hardest ones to pinpoint. Uh, so I'm really curious, what is your 1098 on your best of 2023 streaming list? I'm very happy to start here. 10, sex education. Strong last season for uh, sex education. A great show I really enjoyed. Uh, great cast. Uh, Emma Massey is a star. I love her. Uh, Queer Eye, number nine. Another great solid season. Queer Eye is just a great show. Uh, it's my, spoiler alert, my only reality show on the list. This Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. I did my homework wow. this time, I took, guys. I took, the, I took the over, so I just lost money. <laughs> uh, Queer Eye, great show. Always just a great uplifting show. Um, always, you know, it, it's just solidly consistent all the, all the time. And my number eight, Apple TV's Ted Lasso. Uh, mm. I thought it was... It wasn't the strongest final season, but it, it's it's good Ted Lasso. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's watchable. It's good Ted Lasso. Yeah. Good, good old Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. <laughs> get, get you right in the Some of the best sometimes. Ted Lasso out there. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, it's, find, it's a, you'll find it hard to find another show with that much good Ted Lasso. I, I I get I get what you're saying, but it's it's in my top ten Ted Lasso. We'll say is it is it the final season? I'll be honest, I'm not a Ted Lasso guy, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. Season. It is it the final is season. The final season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's my number. And it eight. felt it felt like they concluded a story. They knew it was the final season. Yeah. They, they definitely. They, that's great. They knew this is enough Ted Lasso for the world. Good. Yeah, I would agree <laughs> with that. I would agree with that. Okay. Excellent. I like that. Very diverse start to your list, Frankie. Jack, thank you, thank you. hit me with your 1098, please. Okay. Yeah. Um, I gotta give this a shout out. Um, Poker Face is my 10. Um, amazing. Like right, love to have Ryan Johnson doing stuff. Um just fun return of the Columbo style whodunit show. Um, great like episodic adventures. Some are better than others, which is kind of the natural um, what streaming service? This is Peacock. Um, it's on Peacock. Getting, it's getting on a rare shout-out. Yeah, yeah, and probably the only shout-out it's going to get. Um, <laughs> Natasha Leone <laughs> is <laughs> incredible. Love Natasha Leone and the supporting cast. I just can't stand the way she talks. I can't <laughs> listen to fair, her for an hour. Look, if we had done one of these best of back when Russian Doll came out, Russian Doll would have been in my top five. I love that show. Love her in American um, Pie. And lover in American Pie. I just love her, period. Um, and then I'll go. I, I think you should leave on Netflix. Um, just Ooh, just great every time it comes out. It, it's hard not I to mention it one. just because I've been saying like 55 burgers, 55 french fries, 55 hot dogs, 100. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I just every day I wake up and I say that to myself. It's kind of a mantra now. Um, so, yeah, good season. Not the best season, but like damn is if it's not consistently making emmy nominated too Um, shout out tim robbins well deserved um eight is going to be righteous gemstones a show that i've like kind of been lukewarm on for the first few seasons and i think this season is so far and away the best thing they've done i cried at the end i laughed so hard throughout it like genuinely think it might 
deserve to be a lot higher on the list, but I think there's been so many good shows. It's incredible. I, I loved it. Jack, you can see my exuberant reaction because you and I have an exacto. I have Righteous Gemstones exactly at number eight. That show gets better and better and better. And I feel like this was its best season. Danny McBride uh, absolutely killed it. The guy comes up with nothing but iconic characters. And I would venture to say that Danny McBride isn't even the funniest character in this show. Uh, it is such a phenomenal ensemble, and they really took it up a level this year. So, yes, number eight, Righteous Gemstones, HBO Max. I will hit you with my 10 and 9. Number 10, Loki on Disney+. Plus. Now, I will say up until about maybe two days ago, this was not in my top 10. But I have to give Loki some credit. Not only did it deliver a fantastic season, but it managed to do that in a way where as they were making the show, they knew what are we going to do with this whole Jonathan majors thing? Like, we don't, <laughs> we don't know if he's going to continue. If he's not, they kind of left it in a way where like they can go through any door. Now they can bring Jonathan majors back. They can move forward with a different storyline. And I got to give them some credit for that. Cause that's not an easy feat. And they were still able to kind of complete their, their season arc in that style. So they get some, some bonus points for kind of pulling off what is a very difficult challenge there. So 10 Loki, Number nine, I got to give it to Barry. It, it's not the best season of Barry. I actually think it may have been the worst season okay. of Barry, but I still feel that Bill Hader is one of the most brilliant guys in Hollywood. What he was able to accomplish, getting his vision out there as a first-time director, and some of the characters are, you know, laugh-out-loud funny. So I needed to give it some love because – Although it's not the best season, yes, they were able to wrap up the storyline in a way that uh, felt enjoyable to someone that has been there from day one. So 10 Loki, 9 Barry, 8 Righteous Gemstones. And just to keep it going, I'll give you the next three and then we'll go back down the other way. So number 7, Silo on Apple TV. Mm. This is a really great show. I, I wanted to have a whole other discussion on Apple. I don't know if we'll have enough time, but I really think Apple is primed to be the best streamer uh, out there. I think their catalog of entertainment right now is really, really good. They, they did a phenomenal job just uh, leaning into sci-fi, leaning into, you know, talented filmmakers, talented actors. And even if the show isn't great, they still managed to put out quality products. Silo happened to be one of my favorite shows of the year. Really fun surprise. Highly recommend it. At number six, I have Beef on Netflix. One of the best specials of the year, in my opinion. I, I know that they're considering bringing it back for a second season. I hope they don't because I thought it was absolutely perfect the way it was. Uh, Stephen Yang is one of the best actors going right now in Hollywood. And I think his performance in this season uh, shows it. And number five, what I think was the funniest show of the year, The Other Two on HBO Max. Yes, I know Jack <laughs> is excited. I think that is the funniest show on TV. And... If we were to do funniest characters, uh, the gay boyfriend that is a method actor in the <laughs> other two. Yeah. I will go back to episodes just oh to watch God. his scenes because <laughs> it is the hardest I laughed all year. So for anybody that hasn't seen the show, I highly, highly recommend it. Two SNL writing alums that went off and made their own show. And, and I just think it's absolutely brilliant. I like it. I, I like it. That's also Jack. my number five, Alex. We're we're in six. Exacto. <laughs> Go for it, Jack. Look, um, I'll just start with seven because I mean, two of these have been mentioned already. Seven is Barry. 
Some people really didn't like the ending. I I I get it. I I didn't think the show was perfect, but I think it's a couple of things. I think Bill Hader's really coming into his own as a director, as a mm-hmm. like just a guy who creates stories. And whether you love the direction Barry took or not, I think you have to be excited about where he's going um, past Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, they made some interesting choices. I don't love all of them, but I kind of respect all of them. And um, it, I just think it's been such a unique, incredible, weird show and deserves a shout out. Um, Six is Party Down, the revival of Party Down. Yes. Um, man, uh, you know, they didn't have Lizzie Kaplan for most of it, um, but they brought back pretty much everybody. And holy shit, it's just it's just such a great show. It was great when it was originally on and it's just so nice to have like Adam Scott doing things like, even though he's so busy with like severance and stuff and everything else he does. Um, that whole cast is incredible. Ken Marino is like, you know, he we'll get the into the other two. He, just one of the funniest people period stole the season, like was incredible on the original run. And then I'm just going to lead that right into the other two. Love Ken Marino and the other two. Love mm-hmm. Molly Shannon. Um, I, you know, Moose, that's been a show we've both loved, you know, for a while now. And I think this final season, not only was it as funny as any of the seasons, but I think it was genuinely like affecting and kind of sad about kind of the tolls of fame and like all of their kind of horrible accept- obsessiveness. Um, it was, with, it was like, way more clout. introspective. Than I thought it would be. Yeah. And, and I mean that in a great way. I loved it. There And there's some really interesting, like, fun stuff in there. But, damn, it's just it's just a laugh a minute. Like, I'm just thinking of there's an episode where they're trying to sh- throw Molly Shannon um, a birthday party at, like, a Chili's. Um, <laughs> but because Molly Shannon's character is so famous, they have to sh- throw it at, like, a film set Chili's. And yeah. so they're just navigating like all of the different things, like the waiters not being actual waiters, they're actors, like there's not really a real kitchen or bathroom. So it's just, and they're just kind of creating this like hell world for her where she feels like she's in some kind of simulation because they're just like gaslighting her into believing she's in like some like actual real chilies. And it's just, I mean, it's just one of the funniest, like weirdest things ever. Um, and there's a ton of weird stuff like that. Wanda Sykes is so great. The two leads are so great. Um, and um, there, there aren't any I gotta wasted give a shout moments. Out to, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I got to give a shout out to um, Lance. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. But the, the boyfriend, one of the one of the funniest characters on television since he's been on there. Like, um, and he's getting other work now too. Um, so it, it's been nice to see him pop up in other stuff. But that, yeah, that's my seven, six, and five. I love it. Two exactos. We're, we're killing it. We're killing it. Frankie, your seven, six, and five, please. All right, guys. Here's, here's for the real shows right here. <laughs> yeah. <real> shows. <laughs> guys, uh, I, I, number seven, Dave on Hulu. Uh, oh, excellent. 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 I'm I so forgot about that one. That that's one. a great yes. one. Uh, I was very late on the Dave train, uh, but I binged it and right in time for to catch season three live. And what a show, what a fun season, a lot of great cameos of, as always. Uh, 
I really enjoy his beef uh, <laughs> with with what's this guy's uh, with um, what's the guy that did the song with Tyler Hero? Oh, Jack, oh, Jack Harlow. Harlow. Yeah, yeah, he that's has a like, great episode, the Met Ball yeah. episode. Yeah, the Met Gala episode fighting with Jack Harlow all the time. Uh, it's such a great bit uh, going on. Um, just a lot of great cameos. Really strong season. Really enjoyable. Uh, number six, I go with Loki Disney Plus. Um, Moose, you talked about it a lot. Um, but yeah, all the stuff with Jonathan Majors, it, it made me cringe every time he's on screen. But then he he's such a good fucking actor that it's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well said. Uh, but it's it's a gr- it was a good strong uh, follow up season. Uh, one of Marvel's unfortunately best stuff of the only good things of the year. Uh, and number five, Scott Pilgrim takes off on Netflix. Mm. I am a huge Scott Pilgrim fan. Have the video game. I love the movie. Obsessed with the movie. Um, but and I was very. I, I thought I was going in for a whole remake. I didn't watch any of the uh, trailers. And it's such a great, refreshing take on the movie um and and just a complete spiral if you go in blind like you had like you're you're very pleasantly surprised with all the changes and the direction they went and it's extremely enjoyable they got like everybody back from the uh, the original movie everybody is fucking having fun with this uh chris evans is a scene stealer <laughs> uh and it, it was just a really great show um i really really enjoyed it really really happy with what they did Frankie, should i go I- I'm loving your list. I'm a little bit disappointed. Your yeah. list is really good this year. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Dave, Dave was an excellent nomination. I'm upset that Dave, I didn't even think of choice. it. I like the not- Scott Pilgrim show too. I haven't finished it yet, but yeah, I'm oh, also, we watched the movie um, just the other week and it holds up perfectly. Um, I remember reading the books right before the movie came out and loved those and, and was very pleasantly surprised on how, how much the show is able to make it its own thing and not just be kind of a shot for shot remake of like the, the books and movies. I think that's kind of how it was sold was that it was going to be basically an extended version of the movie animated in the style of the manga. Mm -hmm. So like, um, it's really cool. Um, and like Chris Evans, that's, I think that's his best role, the original (laughs) movie and like the show. He's I'm just he's never been funnier. <laughs> oh, that's freaking hilarious. Uh, yeah, man, he, he's, I think that's the most fun he's ever had on a set. And he's he's obsessed with that role. I love how Edgar Wright sent them uh, an email, Scott Pilgrim uh, part two. And everybody was just like, yeah, on board. Uh, it's just great. I, Jack, I can't wait for you to finish. I'm just going to go. Uh, I'm excited about it. Go four, three, two. And then. Yeah, go for it. All right. We'll go right back down the line. Same way. All right. Four. Primo, Free V, Shea Ooh. Serrano's uh, show on, on Free V. It's like a eight episodes, really strong. We get Christina Vidal of Brink, Freaky Friday, Taina coming back. <laughs> I'm so glad mom. you mentioned Brink. That's where I see her from, too. <laughs> <laughs> right where I knew her. I was like, oh, shit, she's gonna be the, mom, the, the chick from Brink is going to be the mom. Hell yeah, I'm so I'm sold. What a great cast of characters, though. Uh, a lot of no-name actors, though. Like she, she's the biggest star in the show, and yeah. <laughs> and she, her biggest work is Brink in the '90s, uh, and Taina in the early 2000s. But for really fun, funny show. Um, I, I extremely well bingeable, really uh, good binge. It's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes still, and that's saying a lot for for a debut show. Um, yeah. 
Number excellent, three. Excellent choice. Number three. This one, I, I'm, I'm guaranteed Moose hasn't seen this. I don't know if Jack has, but I'm going to count. It's, it technically came out at the end of last year, but it was after our show, so I'm counting it as this year. <laughs> okay, I'll give it to you. Alice in Borderland on Netflix. Yeah, you're right. I don't even I know what that is. I haven't seen that. That's a it's a really good show. Uh, um, it's I think it's in Japan where they 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 shot it, um, but it's it's based on a manga too. Really strong show of a lot of sci-fi fantasy. Really enjoyable. I got Cooper Moorhead, friend of the show, to to watch it. And he loved it. A lot of great action. A lot of great twists. Uh, fucking violent. <laughs> fucking violent. It's it's really <laughs> enjoyable. Uh, number two, The Last of Us on Max. I very big fan of the video game. Love the story. Love Pedro Pascal. Um, I'm really, really, really pleased with how well it was done. I, I know a lot of people. Uh, uh, it was very controversial, uh, more than uh, I thought it would be. But uh, I think I think Bella Ramsey's a star. She's super. Uh, they, excuse me. They are super good and super talented. I, I love them in, in Game of Thrones, and this. I, I think they they played uh ellie's character phenomenally if we were doing a different podcast which was you know best episode of the year last of us would rank very very high up on my mm-hmm. list with the uh with the one episode that included uh nick offerman and his yes. partner right? I, I think that That's might great. have been easily top five for best single episode of the year uh excellent list i i love primos haven't finished it which is why it's not on my list but shout out mike sure uh that you know, yep. any other any other point in time, that would be your Thursday night NBC show, uh, mm-hmm. and I mean that in a great great way. Like it's it's just an excellent true sitcom. So for yeah. anybody that misses the old style of a true sitcom, highly recommend Primo. Love, and it's it's a, a, a ode to like Latino families like growing up and stuff. It's it's yes. that the the mosh pit of family that you're just like, oh shit, there's so many. How are you guys all related? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Jack, yeah. can you please give me your 432? I have some shockers here, I think, because my number one has already been mentioned, and we'll get to that. Wow. But okay. because yeah, of that, nice. some of mine are a little lower, <laughs> um, a little lower, Moose, than um than I think you would suspect. Um okay. first I just want to say you you brought up freebie. Um I, I also haven't finished Primo. Um but have loved it so far. Just want to mention quickly, I don't know if it's going to get mentioned, Jury Duty, hilarious show. Oh, I um, forgot that. Like, I was, I I was debating whether about or it. not to put it, yes. Dude, that would have been an honorable mention. Great it's shot. such I, a funny I, I show. And like a crowd pleaser too. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. just throw it on with some people whenever. Um, my number four is Succession, um, which feels insanely oh. low. Oh my god! I, I mean, look, low. one of the best shows. I mean, the best show of the era. No, I mean, one of the best shows. It's of in the, the era. discussion. It's in the discussion. It's in the discussion. I I have no like complaints about it. I think it was mm-hmm. a perfect final season. I love how it ended. Even I know some people were kind of like waffly on that. It's not number four because it's did did anything wrong. I think the final right. episode is so beautiful and like it's one of the like best culminations of several years of storytelling they had a really impossible job i think concluding this more than you would think mm-hmm. um and i think they nailed it um and 
everybody was magnificent. Um, again, if Better Call Saul didn't exist, I would say it's the best show of the era by far. Well um, yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, I love it. You, I know, Moose, you have it on your list, so we can, we'll probably talk <laughs> more about it. Uh, Doctor Who is my number three. Holy shit. Um, Doctor Thru- Doctor Who's been through some rough years. They've had a couple different showrunners. Uh, most recently, they had jo- Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. I think everybody agrees she did a great job, and the stories were just awful. Um, they really wasted her run, and it was a shame. It was really a moment where I think a lot of people fell out of love with the show. But then they brought back Russell T. Davies, David Tennant, and um, Catherine Tate, who are kind of um, of the modern era. They were... Russell T. Davies was the original showrunner. Catherine Tate and David Tennant were like everybody's favorite doctor, everybody's favorite companion. And they brought him back for three specials um, before transitioning to um, a new doctor who is uh, of sex education fame. Yeah. Um, Shooty Godwin. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm excited for him. And But more than anything, I think they did a great job of reestablishing the tone, the goofiness, the silliness, the stupidity of what Doctor Who is, while also being very heartfelt, like very moving and like just very true to this very specific long running like sci-fi franchise. And really over the course of these three specials, it's been a period process of falling back in love with the show. And I can't wait for the new the new Doctor. Where, Where can I find this? Because I know this Doctor Who was, was moving around for a while, right? Yeah, it has been. So it's on Disney Plus in America. Um, you can watch the three specials. Um, I think for a while it had been on maybe HBO or something and then on Netflix. Okay. Like, yeah, it b- bounced around, but I think it's here to stay on Disney Plus. Um, okay. Yeah. And then number two is one that maybe should be number one, The Bear. Um oh. I I liked the first season a lot. I really liked the first season. I don't think it even comes close to the second season. Um, For me, I think every single character is more fleshed out. The storyline's a little more interesting. Um, The music's so much better. Um, Ayo Adebri, this is the year of Ayo. If we were doing a movie podcast, she would be be all over that shit. and this was kind of the start of the year of IO. I mean, we already talked about Big Mouth, which she's also in, um, in a prominent role. Um, so like she hasn't been absent these discussions. And I know I'm sure the bear is also on somebody else's list, but um, yeah, just a beautiful, heartfelt show. Like people will pick out the Richie episode, which I think is amazing, and you have a great like guest appearance from Olivia Coleman, which is so touching and moving. Um you have the seven fishes episode which is just incredible and then you also have like sarah paulson john mulaney bob odenkirk like it's great jamie lee curtis like Mm -hmm. and it's just wonderful i i think with the bear you're seeing a shift away from kind of the traditional prestige tv format with like these like anti-heroes and it's kind of like negative and feel bad tv which i love like i just had succession on there i think that's very much in the tradition of prestige TV. I think the bear is so much more winning and beautiful and heartfelt. And while there are like complicated, messy characters, I don't think it's thriving on the fact that they're 
that they're bad people or anything like that. I, I think instead of prioritizing like their anti-hero nature, it's prioritizing like their emotional journeys, their struggles with like their family, with their mental health, et cetera. And, and that just, I think, even when the show's very uncomfortable and angry and whatever, I still think at its core, it's an immensely positive show, like in its tone. Absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. I, love I, it. I, I couldn't have said it any better. I do think you're absolutely right. It is uh, bringing back feel-good fantasy in TV. Uh, because let's be honest, Richie's not going to become the world's greatest maitre d' in 20 minutes. But <laughs> we get that feeling and we buy into it because of the emotional journey that they take us on. I totally agree with you for as incredible as season one of The Bear was. Because it truly was. I mean, they kicked it up like three notches in The Bear season two. Um, if we were to do, as we've been saying, a podcast of best single episode of 2023, I think the bear owns maybe three or four spots of my top five. It was that kind of season. Uh, it was absolutely perfect. And once again, Jack, we have an exacto because yes, that is my number two, the bear. <laughs> and yes, it is the year of IO shout out theater camp, which was my favorite movie of the entire Love year. It. So yes, the bear number two. Uh, I will go backwards now at number three, Amazon Prime's Daisy Jones and the Six. Uh, I don't know if anybody here has watched it, but for me, it was the best, uh, you know, single season special series, whatever you want to call it, of the year. It's based on a book, which is loosely based on the Fleetwood Mac story. Essentially, you're following around Stevie Nicks in the 60s and 70s. Uh, it's, it's told in a like fake docu-series style. It's just really well done. And the reason that it sits at number three so high up on my list is because it actually got the music right, which in a case like <laughs> this, I think the hardest thing to do is to get the music right, a song that you want to listen to that feels of the time, feels authentic. And the soundtrack was incredible. Everything about the season, especially if you're a fan of Fleetwood Mac and just you know music of that era, uh, it, it's you're gonna love it if you like that thing you do. If you like Almost Famous, you will love Daisy Jones and the Six. And then my number four is another single season special uh, that I, I know had a moment, but I feel like it went by really quickly and it didn't get enough love. And I'm gonna say The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. That is my number four. It is a um, short story by Edgar Allan Poe, which they really expanded on and turned into, I want to say, an eight-episode season, maybe a ten-episode season. Phenomenal ensemble cast. Has this haunting crime thriller type of thing. Um, I can't give too much about the storyline because you kind of need to let it play out. Uh, but it's a story of a family and their downfall. Really, really exceptionally well done. So number four fall of the house of usher on netflix number three daisy jones and the six and number two the bear on hulu now i will give my number one very quickly and we can go down the list jack what? kind of already let got into go it first hold on you want to go first okay yeah, okay go, Frankie, first, go for it we've you guys i've all mentioned it already so i just want to get it off the chest yeah yeah go go number one the bear uh, I was yeah, late please, on, please. I, I, uh, I was late on it too. I binged both seasons. Uh, I think right around the time season two came out. Um, but you guys have mentioned it a lot. Year of AO, uh, TMNT. How will we not shout it out? Her role as April O'Neil, like she was great amazing movie. there. Uh, great. Bottoms movie. also great. 
Bottoms, great movie as well. Uh, just she she had a phenomenal year. I'm I'm so happy for her. But you know the 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 season two of the Bear for me was one of the most enjoyable seasons of television that I've seen in an, uh, probably in probably my whole life. Like I just really enjoyed the characters. Like you guys mentioned how flawed these characters are, but they felt so real. They felt so fleshed out, and and we got more of uh, of them and and just their backgrounds and all those flashback episodes that you, you guys mentioned the cameos and stuff really fleshed out why they are the way that they are and why they deal with things the way that they deal with things. And it, it made everything feel so real and you want the best for these people. And, you know, I'm sure everybody is like, uh, went through that period of time watching that show and they're, they're calling everybody chef. Yes, chef. No, <laughs> no, chef. Yes, chef. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, chef. Uh, but it's it's just great television, um, great acting, uh, the, top to bottom. A lot of care, a lot of actors I've never seen in anything, like even as a background uh, characters, and they had prominent roles. Um, I just really enjoyed everything about this show, and I feel like I, I'm really looking forward to season three. They have a lot to live up to, uh, yeah. but I think and Jack, you mentioned season one, how really good it was. Uh, but season two just went up a notch. It was like a solid like 8.5 season one, probably. And then season two just took a huge leap. It, it, it's that jump from good. It was the leap year. Leap. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was the leap year. Like it, it's yeah. that good to great leap. That Franchise we, player now. Yeah. yeah. We talk about like this, this guy, you know, solid player. You, you respect him on the starter, but could, could he be more? Could he be more? And he's averaging 28 a game right now uh, uh, on elite efficiency. And yeah. that's how every episode felt. Like it was just Jeremy like, Allen White, Tyler Hero. I see it. I see it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> get out of here with that. It was like a Tyrese Halliburton. Like it was on the Kings. It was like really good, strong yeah. player. Now it's on the Pacers, and it's like holy shit. This is like Steve Nash and Steph Curry had a baby, and that's what <laughs> season two of the Bear was for me. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton in 2023. Uh, but let's go back to to uh, you, Moose, so you can get your number one out of the way. Yeah, no, I love everything you said about The Bear, too. And and if it wasn't for my number one show, The Bear would easily be number one. But but I have to give my number one spot to Succession on HBO. And I'll tell you why. Number one, best ensemble cast on television. Number two, yep. they landed the plane. And Jack, you yep. said it yourself. Wrapping up this storyline was not as easy as everyone thought it was going to be. Yes, we knew, spoiler alert, succession the old man's got to go at some point and the kids got to rise up we knew that that was coming and they still got us they still surprised us there was this shock when it actually happened and the way they did it and i don't want to get too much into it for those that you know i don't want to spoil it for everyone but the choices that they made in this season this could have easily gone another season maybe two more seasons you know and then it would have started to feel watered down they didn't let that happen OK, they went and they made the difficult choice of let's just get this over with now. Let's finish this and wrap up the storyline the way it should be. Every single character had their moment, had their episode, and you painted with every single color available to you. There was happy moments. There were sad moments. Every single episode left you feeling a certain way and reminiscing on the characters and the overall storyline. I don't think HBO is going to have a show like this for a while. And I know that we no. always say that when they wrap up shows and there will be another prestige drama, but I don't think they'll be able to replicate this. This was very much its own thing. And I can't say enough on the quality of writing, acting, directing. Every single episode deserves its 
its own, you know, podcast or its own moment to be celebrated because it is that high quality of content. And I, I love it. I think it it could go down as arguably one of the greatest series in HBO history. I truly believe that. So my number one show, Succession, for landing the plane and wrapping up a beautiful story. Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, Jeremy Strong um, is going to go go down in history as I would say one of the one of the five greatest TV performances ever. Like yeah, just, I agree. You know, like he's in league with like Tony Soprano, like, which is a crazy thing to say. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the way he ended things was amazing. I, I think, like you said, the highs and lows, some of the happiest I've been watching TV was watching kind of that final episode where they're all in the kitchen. I won't speak more about it, but like, mm-hmm just the laughter the joy in a show that's like all about people being horrible to get to each other jack sorry jack i I was gonna i I thought you were going with jeremy uh strong as a top three jeremy of all time so i I, (laughs) was talking about the bear so i thought you were gonna go strong alan white White, strong yeah that's that's it the whole episode right there Top five Jeremy's. But I, I, I mean, I think it's amazing. Sarah Snook was so great. I mean, I, I think there's there's one episode that I won't mention because it's kind of a spoiler, just the setting. But there's so many like monologues and speeches. Every character kind of gives like a speech, and each one is like as good as the other. One of them is unable to give a speech, and that's almost as good as it. Um, I, 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 I haven't seen writing episode. on a television show like that Probably it's marvelous I, yeah i i think you know the election episode is bone chilling and amazing um so it's like it, it it that's one of the things that succession has always managed to do is feel almost ripped from the headlines without being something where you feel like it's set present day like maybe mm-hmm. kind of the opposite but like it, it's it's so much commenting on our current state of things without ever being like, oh, Trump is president or like, oh, Elon Musk is here um, or whatever, you know, like it, it, it's found the perfect distance and closeness to comment on things. And I think that's why it will age incredibly well yeah. um, because it's not so tightly um, tied to things. Um it and you're right. The election out. episode yeah. was the scariest thing I saw this year. Terrifying. <laughs> it really was. Um, yeah. My number one has been mentioned already. Um, it's beef. I, I, I'll always give kind of a shout out to limited series because I just think mm-hmm. in a lot of ways that's the better form for things because you get to end cleanly. And like you said, I hope it doesn't have a season two. Um, Steven Yun is arguably the best actor going right now i think like he's just in that conversation i would you know maybe he's not number one but he's he's in the conversation I mean, I, though totally he's agree. in the conversation like you have I, I think his role in is... <laughs> no 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 okay sorry yeah he's, he's a method actor. he's in the conversation for number two then um i i loved him um, I, I, you know, I've loved him in everything. I think he's so good and sorry to bother you. I think he's so good and nope. Um, I didn't really watch walking dead, but, um, I'd seen enough to know that he was great in that. And like, he was the best character in walking dead, at least for me really, personally. 
That's the way people talk about him. And I mean, he's just, it's because he can do everything, you know, he's very funny. Um, but like what beef is about is anger and it's just about anger at the world and where you direct it and where you misdirect it and what the seeds of that anger are. And I, I don't know. I thought it was just so beautiful. I, I thought beautifully Ali Wong, shot who, too. visually a beautifully beautiful shot. I, I think just, I mean, that's part of why I would give it a lot of credit is like just all around one of the best things like pacing wise, structurally, like visually, etc. I think Ali Wong, I had, you know, you know, her as a stand-up comedian. Um, and I, I think she'd been in rom-coms before she'd been in, um, what, like always be my maybe, which I love, um, with Randall Park. Um, was she great. Crazy like Rich Asians too? Um, I don't know if she was, but Hollywood. maybe I, I haven't seen it in a while. Um, but she's so, but it, it was a great so incredible. It's, it's such an interesting performance because plenty of comics have made the jump to dramatic acting and have done it very successfully. So I'm not going to be like, that's the newest thing I've ever seen in the world, but right. she nails it. And I, I think you hear interviews with, um, her or with Steven Yun and, um, it, she will talk about kind of the insecurity she felt acting alongside somebody who's so established as a great actor and him and the directors and everything just being like, no, you're like on this level. And I think she proves herself to be on that level. You don't feel like it's an Oscar level actor and a stand-up comic. You feel like it's two great actors like who have this like really intense, weird, unique relationship that's like born out of like pure anger and like does kind of become like very sweet towards the end. But like, I, I, it's too weird to spoil. It's just a great (laughs) ride. I think you got to go on it. Um, I think my favorite friendship of the year, aside from the boy and the heron, those guys, if you haven't seen the new Miyazaki movie, go watch that. Those guys are amazing. But, um, yeah, beef my number one, I, and I—that's one that I don't think I've moved. I started the list with beef at number one and worked from there. I'm not going to argue with you on that because I think beef was one of the you know most beautiful things shot this year. I think it is a phenomenal limited series. I don't have it at number one, but you know what? Honestly, it's worthy of the discussion to be there. It is that high quality and couldn't recommend it uh, enough. So I think that's it, Frankie. I forgot that you already listed your number one. I was waiting for you to go, but no, you got it with the bear. I already said it. (laughs) To recap, all along, I have uh, number one, Succession. Jack has number one, The Beef. And Frankie has number one, The Bear. I think either way you slice it, those are three incredible number ones. I think 2023 gave us a lot of great content. I'm a little worried about 2024 because of the strike. Everything got pushed back. I don't think we're going to have as much quality content next year as we did this year. So it will make next year's best of list a little bit more difficult, but I want to wrap up this conversation just very, very quickly. If you can, who do you give the belt to as streamer of the year for 2023? Jack, I'll start with you. Uh, Man, y'all are not going to like my pick. (laughs) It's criterion channel. Um, you're right. I hate your list. Jack, Frankie, it, it's uh, me. 
Look, um, Jack, Criterion I, Channel as your streamer of the year. Please explain why. I think they've really nailed it with like putting out a good combo of like really new fun stuff and you know old classics. Um, and yeah, I you know it's a niche streaming series. It's not for everyone. If we we're doing a movies podcast, um, my number four movie of the year called A Fire is an exclusive streaming release on criterion i thought is incredible i thought they always do a really good holiday holiday release um with like a bunch of cool 90s horror um a bunch of cool like old art house horror so they had like the original suspiria which is amazing they had like in the mouth of madness the stephen king adaptation which is amazing like a lot of fun stuff to watch Right now, they have a Parker Posey like series out, so you can watch Josie and the Pussycats. Which, <laughs> sorry, Josie and the Pussycats, best movie of all time. Um, and Parker Posey, incredible. I just think they do such a great, unique job of changing things up month to month, so it never gets old. There's never no a, a shortage of stuff to watch. And I think this year in particular, they've done a good job of bringing stuff on, like Josie and the Pussycats, which is just like pure fun and doesn't feel like a homework movie as much. Um, Cause I know that will be the accusation for criterion channel is that it's like, Oh, that's the homework streaming service. I just love the so, fact that you're yeah. trying to like rationalize and back up your selection with the guys, Josie and the pussycats. I mean, am I right? <laughs> I mean, it's a valid point, to be fair. <laughs> hey, Alan okay. coming should have won an Oscar. All right, Jack. Criterion. <laughs> channel streaming app i was not uh anticipating that frankie your uh streamer of the year please i'm gonna pivot a little bit uh because i i feel like my fair you're gonna pivot from the criterion channel how yes. i mean <laughs> well i thought we would have three for three <laughs> you'll understand you'll understand i i don't mean the the streamer of the year i i didn't go out and see enough of, of okay. other streaming services to really have an opinion uh, okay, like that's I'm, fair. Like that's fair. You guys do so. I, I didn't want to do this. I wanted to do talk about uh, briefly the fumble of the year. HBO Max had, uh, sorry, Max had mm-hmm. the last. Exactly. Of you just said it right there. The highest, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they decided to still fumble the bag by switching their fucking name to HBO from HBO Max to Max for some fucking reason because they were uh, so ready to fucking forget all their their bad publicity for the year all the the movies they dropped for tax purposes write-offs they had so much good pub with the last of us and secession that they couldn't be happy with it they were like we gotta fumble the bag some more let's fuck up our name Uh, like one of the the advertising 101s if you got a brand that's good popular and famous stick to it and they're like no it's it's too good. It's too popular. Let's switch it up. I don't care what we have coming up this year. We're going to fumble the bag really bad. We're going to uh, uh, do some bad pub with our actors or directors. Everyone's going to hate us in the industry. Uh, I just had so many question marks with every time that uh, a new release came out in the news with deadlines coming up, something about max. decision-making. <laughs> That's right. I was like, dude, what, like, why are they doing this? Why, why are they so adamant about becoming the Detroit Pistons? with the Lakers salary and, and team. Like they have so much good stuff out there and they are like, no, I don't want to do this. This is too good. This let's, let's do something bad. Let's be the Marlins. Let's- and, and Frankie to back up your point, because you're absolutely right in terms of them fumbling here with all the name changes. I, I remember 
when they debuted HBO Max and we were having the same conversation. Like, why would you change the name? Why would you do all this? Well, to their credit, they spent a year truly developing HBO Max to the point where people understood what is an HBO product and what is an HBO exactly. Max product. Something I didn't think that they were going to be able to pull off. Yes. And then once they got people to buy into it, they changed it again. So you're absolutely right. I think this is a great, uh, great discussion point by you. HBO Max or HBO or Max or whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> what are you doing? It, it's just like they could have done so much better this year. They 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 wanted to become the enemy of the people. And I think that <laughs> that for for when you're in branding and advertising and you're like, hey, I want you to like us to buy our product and stuff for you to willfully choose. Don't like us. I'm going to be as unlikable as, as possible. That was certainly a choice, and I question it. I I do not like their choices. I, I some of their product has been really strong. I, I I mentioned The Last of Us, how and you you know I haven't finished the session, so that I I couldn't put it on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you there's so much good in uh, on Max that for them to consistently and willfully like go out of their way at, at some point yeah. to just fucking want to be dickheads. I, I'm sorry. Nobody wanted to see Ezra Miller. In, in the that fucking I'm sorry. You had to cancel other product projects to hey. fucking pivot to that. You know what? But it it's was worth the- it because the fr- Flash is nominated for Best Picture. I think. I think it was such a massive hit. Everybody loved Lazarus? it, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man! No man! Wow! It, it, the only scene of, I've seen two scenes of the Flash. It was the uh, horrible CGI of like other universes and in dc universe and the baby saving scene the baby in the microwave there's a baby in the microwave what the fuck were they i refuse i refuse to watch it so i haven't seen it It i I haven't seen it either refuse to watch it but the baby in the microwave thing gets put on my timeline all the time um it doesn't change how excited i just want to say i'm not a dc guy at all i haven't seen almost any of those movies and i haven't liked almost any of those movies james gunn superman i'm excited i'm first in line i'm first see i thought you were gonna they got a uh, coup of a casting series (laughs) i mean i I might watch that colin farrell's fun i liked the matt that's why yeah listen frankie not the answer or topic i was expecting but i love where you took it because i don't disagree with anything you said i think it is the biggest fumble on HBO's part. Every single step that they took was just the wrong one. Uh, and David Zaslav is going to pay the price for it because HBO will be sold again by the end of next year. Put it down. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> go ahead and mark it. It will be sold off sooner than you think. Um, for my streamer of the year, I think I mentioned it briefly earlier. I, I have to give it to Apple, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, did they... They flooded the market or they flooded their streamer this year with a ton of content. But here's what they did. They said, we are going to lean into sci-fi and prestige television. And we're going to dominate those two areas to the point where when you think of a high-level sci-fi show, you're going to think of Apple TV. And now they are primed to merge up with somebody else. I know the the conversation right now is Paramount+. Plus. I don't necessarily think it'll be Paramount+, Plus, but for the purpose of this example, we'll use them. You buy out Paramount Plus and you get their back-end catalog. Now you get sitcoms, reality shows, cooking shows, all these things. And you put it on your streamer, which already has. And I want to list these shows because these are all phenomenal shows worth watching. For All Mankind, one of my favorite shows right now. 
The Morning Show, excellent show. Shrinking, Slow Horses, Mythic Quest, Messy Meets America, Monarch, Platonic, Blackbird, uh, The Tetris Movie, The John Lennon Murderer Without a Trial Special. They have a bounty of high quality content for you to watch. I think they are primed to be one of, if not the main streamers moving forward alongside with Netflix. Uh, if I were to buy stock on any Netflix, or any streamer, I should say, it would be Apple. I think they are ready to dominate the space and they have the quality of content to back it up. Yeah, they might win a second Oscar this year um, with Killers mm-hmm. of the Flower Moon, um, which is, I, I know people talk about the financial investment of movies like that. Um, that's not what it's about. It's about building yourself reputationally. It's the thing Amazon did back in 2017 where they would buy a bunch of like Oscar contenders that aren't going to make them any money. But then you see them as a streamer and not just as a phone company. Um, I do want to quickly mention, I think Hulu and Amazon Prime had good years. Um, Yeah. Hulu had some good movies on there. I think theater camps on there. Um, Amazon Prime. They've got Invincible going right now. They've got The Curse. No, The Curse is on Showtime. Um, and uh, I think they've had some good movies. I think they've continued to be a solid streamer. Um, it just goes to show that um, a lot of people had good years. And then David, David Zaslav was also there doing whatever the fuck <laughs> exactly. he was doing. Uh- <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I love it. I think... I think we landed uh, 2023 in a really good place. Like I said, next year we will feel the effects of all the strikes. But at least now you can review everything that we've mentioned here today, and it'll hopefully get you through all the lulls that you'll feel in a Q1 and Q2 of 2024. Once again, just to relist our number one shows for myself is Succession. For Jack, it was Beef. And for beef. Frankie... And for Frankie, it was the bear. So if you're missing any of those three shows, go ahead and start there and work your way back from our list. Uh, Guys, this was a ton of fun. Thank you so much for getting up early to knock out this best of 2023. And I look forward to doing this again with you guys next year for our first podcast of 2024, our recap. (laughs) (laughs) Frankie, anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Uh, just one more time. I want to. Jack mentioned it, but Jury Duty. I'm so mad. I forgot. I watched. Yes, it. No, that came out this year. Uh, great show. Uh, hilarious watch. Um, I think that was. Uh, what's this guy's name? The the the, the guy from Sonic. The guy from Sonic. James Marsden. James oh, Marsden. Yeah. James that Marsden. was his best role since uh, Sonic. <laughs> I love when he started talking about what was that movie that they. Uh, Go ahead. The movie that the guy was obsessed with, that he was like, oh, we can't make this now. Sex Drive, right? Sex Drive, uh, yeah. Sex yeah. Drive. <laughs> Classic. You're right. That was James Marsden's best role. He was great in that. It, it was just a hilarious. I, I love that the, the guy um, that they they pranked uh, has uh, got some um, film work he now. Signed, he signed an overall deal with Amazon now. Yeah. Like, yeah. like as, a, as a creative consultant and director and stuff, and like, he was not in on the joke. Why is he getting this? But, you know, great for him. Get the bag, bro. 
By the way, that guy is definitely not a fan of Stream B podcast because one of the things that I remember is when the show started, Frankie and I were having a discussion. By episode one, we were like, they wouldn't have gotten us. We recognized two of the background actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen this guy in something. Shout out Sanitation was... Joe. <laughs> that was my thing too. I was like, I... I, I know some of the <laughs> I know some of these guys for sure. That guy was in Parks yeah. and Rec. That one that one like random juror or, or defendant was uh, Lisa Gilroy. It's like mm. there's like way too many like slightly prominent people where if you're just kind of a dork, you would spot. Yeah, him. they wouldn't have gotten but, us, right, guys? Yeah. No, <laughs> like, Why well, wouldn't have shown up to jury duty? So. <laughs> oh, there you go. I got jury duty in a couple of weeks. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, no, the, the 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 white dude with the blonde hair uh, was the funniest guy. The the weird one who had like um, the chair, the chair. Oh my god, that was the hardest I laughed all year. It, it was just it constant hits. If you haven't watched Jury Duty, you need to. It's a great binge. Yeah, I really love that one. This was a really strong year in streaming. Um, a lot a lot of great movies. We'll see if we have time to do a, a movie podcast uh, review too. But um, I think just a really strong year year of the ao uh i think we're in you know moose you mentioned the strike affecting next year but i'm hoping uh the you know the, they learn from the 2023 year of the ao cast her in more stuff we need to see her in more things and the good things will come from that so well, I, you know, I i know she's that already she coming will... up in more stuff exactly like, yeah. she's got a couple movies on on slate for the beginning of next year i think and she and, will be directing more episodes of the bear season three. Oh yeah. They, they brought her back as a regular, but they also gave her a director contract. So I don't know how many episodes she'll do, but she will be a regular director moving forward for the bear. Love that for her. And then, uh, you know, if all else fails, we'll hopefully have perfect match season two. There you go. And just like <laughs> I that, can't wait. Just like that, we'll wrap it up. Once again, thank you all for listening. We're going to wish you a happy new year. And if you need something to watch with your family over the break, just review the list. Until then, we're out. Thanks, everybody. Peace.